Thank you for joining us for another edition of Bearded Bros Podcast. As always, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are now available wherever you get your podcast. And also, become a Patreon subscriber, where there you'll be introduced to new content, exclusive content, and maybe a lost episode or two. So become a Patreon subscriber today and help one of your favorite podcasts grow in the future. Cheers! and welcome to another edition of Bearded Bros Podcast. I'm Keith, and as always, I'm joined by my two bearded bros, Charles and Steven. Charles, Steven, hate Nazis and racist? Yes. I do. Even much more than I hate repetitive introductions on podcasts. Well, that's good, because this is our, uh, it's our thing. We're going to stick with it, because we all hate Nazis and racist. You know, I would hate to not see. <laughs> to be blind. Yeah. Charles is known for a good dad joke. Yeah. That wasn't wasn't one of them. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and jump into our first segment of the week, which is, of course, beer. And why don't you guys start us off with your beer of the week? All right. So I went to the... Steven's holding up a Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. I went to the HEB. I got this uh, co-op ale works. That's so timely. A DNR. DNR. (laughs) Do not resuscitate. Do not resuscitate. Wait, this has a champagne cork? Yeah. Charles, you're going to like put a hole in my computer screen. It's a, I think it's a co-op. So that's cool. It does say um, co-op. It's a tequila barrel aged, Keith. Ooh. Wait, what, is what the kind name of tequila? Of the casket series. Dude, turn that around. DNR casket series. That's funny. That is Get pretty funny. Is this a $10 beer? What, don't look at that because Charles, it's H-E-B. They, uh, $9.29 for this. Yeah, but it's H-E-B. It's, oh, wow. It's I'm excited. Is the name Co-op Ale Works or is it a co-op? I think it's Co-op Ale Works, but I so think it's a probably name. a co-op though. Wouldn't that be wrong to name it Co-op Ale Works? Dude, they can name it whatever they want. I guess that's true. But Like Good People Brewing Company could be owned by assholes. We don't know. It could you be, can call it whatever you want. It could be Coop. Maybe it is Coop. <laughs> what's uh, that co-op brewery down in black star is that black still star, there yeah i think so of course all the breweries in texas are about to go under oh gosh this is from oklahoma so i'm expecting it's about two percent you said you said two percent i thought no their average beer was 2.3 scary there's no head well but it's aged so that you know sometimes that happens all right, this is called Coop Ale Works. Just kidding. My favorite part of the podcast is when we're just pouring beer and you can hear it. Waiting. M M X I X. So is that is M's a thousand or five hundred? Uh, a thousand. So that's so two thousand twenty nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, very, very dark. No head at all whatsoever. I don't know. I think it has a beautiful mud color. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it looks pretty. Uh, looks pretty clear though. Don't actually what? know what kind Are you of looking beer, at the same beer is. Me? I just from from my angle with a light in it, it looked. Yeah, pretty, what kind of uh, beer is it? Let's see what kind of beer. All right, I'm on their website. 
And you got this at H-E-B. Yes. You did not get this at the no. the Speedy Mart. It did not fall off the truck. All right. And it's, let's see, our beer. So they make the F5 IPA. I have seen that in the grocery. Actually, I've seen a lot of these in the grocery store. Is that the same one or is yeah. that different? I think it's the same. So I think they sell this beer in cans, but this is the probably the barrel-aged version. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, this is tequila barrel-aged, which is weird. Have you ever heard of such a thing, Keith? Yes. Oh, of course. Of course, Keith. He has. <laughs> oh, here we go. This was very Oh, there's a whole bunch of DNR cask beers. Okay, which color is that? Kind of yellowish? Yeah. It's that one. All right. Tequila Barrel Age, our DNR casket series, perpetuates the cult following of an already popular beer by aging in a variety of barrels. DNR sophistication is taken to a new height. Soaks up unique identity. Why am I I'm the one that makes fun of you guys for doing this. Yeah, well, the thing is, is what kind of beer is it? Well, I think I have to go back to the DNR because it's, oh. it's basically, it sounds like it's the DNR, but just in different barrels. So this, there it is. This podcast is going to have a DNR. It's a Belgian style dark ale. Talks about some shit. Talks about some stuff. It says it's a complex experience to be enjoyed in moderation. Okay. It smells, it smells fruity. Which at $9 a bottle. Moderation is what you're going to yeah. get. Yeah. No effervescence at all. No. Interesting. It's I'm reading good. about it too, and they say they use noble hops and candy sugar along candy with sugar. Trappist yeast. Oh, Trappist yeast. It does taste Trappist to me, but I don't yeah. want to say that. The candy was... sugar, though, is just, is just sugar. Like you put that in sugar, if, in beer, if you want it to be stronger. You can do that when you're mm-hmm. homebrew. I don't know what the percentage is. Yeah, it doesn't really say. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's uh, It tastes like an aged beer to me, Like, but it's not as, it doesn't taste super like heavy or malty or sweet like it's pretty good i drink this i, could, I cannot detect anything that would relate to tequila in any no but it was just in a barrel that yeah had i know tequila it's really the wood yeah in that, the way the tequila extracted well i mean if it for example if it was a reposado tequila barrel that they were using the tequila only sits in the barrel for two to three months it's good it's not a it's not a it's not a session beer that's for sure yeah this is good i like this cheers cheers keith Cheers. You're here, buddy. For the Thanks. listeners, Charles and I have started recording the podcast in the same room together to make Keith feel bad every week. Actually, when I see the two of you together, it makes my heart happy because it's one third less editing that I have to do. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. So it doesn't make me feel bad at all. So, all right, guys. So what is your ratings for this beer? I'm going to give it... Did you buy it again? No. <laughs> so it's going to be low rating. Um, I was going to see. Yeah, I know. But look, you got to try things. It's for the pod. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So H-E-B, that's inflated too, you know. I was already there. Is it though? H-E-B doesn't usually inflate prices. No, H-E-B is usually a little bit cheaper. I mean, yeah, this, this is some great content. This was uh, two forty nine. It's just uh, That is pretty pricey for a beer. Yeah. This is, yeah. yeah. Also like beer huh. market, you know, they're probably making a lot of money off a of beer right now. Um, I, I would give this. Uh, I would give this a dollar fifty out of nine. God damn it! I was gonna do a cost based <laughs> re- review. I would pay a dollar fifty for <clears throat> beer. Yeah, I'd give it um, two out of six members of a co-op that just work at a regular place that's named co-op. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I yeah, tried to make it make sense. Store? Well, like a co-op is like a collaboration. Oh yeah. You know, like yeah. it's a cooperative thing, like yeah. multiple owners. But I don't. I think that there's just like regular owners at this place, and it's just named co-op. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna call it one out of five breweries that is trying to sound like they're more woke than they really are. I I don't think it's a co-op. I'm with you because it is yeah, not, not spelled C O dash O P. It is C O O P. So, so I think, think it's, it's just Coop. Coop? I think it's Coop L works. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, we could be wrong, but we did not do the research, so that's true. We may we may have to amend this in a future podcast. Yeah.
I will say that was one of the most boring beer reviews we've done. Yeah, Am I wrong? I, was, I, was, I feel like we're kind of like uh, all well, over the place here. I will, I will say this. The tequila barrel age was intriguing to me. But then when I poured it out of the bottle and there was absolutely no head, it just, my appetite mm-hmm. for it just went. It just looked like muddy water. Yeah, that's exactly what it yeah. looks like. So. Keith, what are those beers that you love that you always buy and they're aged? And then when you get really drunk, you'll like let us drink all of them, even though you say you've been saving them for like 10 years. <laughs> Um, it's the Bigfoot L from Sierra <laughs> exactly Nevada. What I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you knew what I was talking about from that description. So these taste like that. So it's not bad. Like it has a good flavor, but it tastes like what I think of as just like a typical barrel aged kind of darkish beer. It's just nothing really special. Gotcha. I'm not criticizing your Bigfoot ones because... I find those moments special because I see like how excited you are when you get each bottle out and like pour them for us. And I just think it's hilarious and it's fun. Well, so those are special la- moments. But, my you know. last day in Texas, after we loaded up the truck, we pulled out what I had left, which I think was like six bottles and we drank all six bottles. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think, our, I think our buddy Matt was there too. And he imbibed with us as well. Imbibed. Oh, Mastrilli. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So I guess I'll go ahead and jump into mine. I've got my very special Champions of England glass here. It's a very small country. And well, there are also Champions of the World and Champions of Europe right now. So I feel like that was a really long time ago. Are they Champions of South America? Champions of the World, I think, include South America. I don't know. Champions of... What tournament was that? Champions of the World? It was the Club World Cup. Yeah. Lame. I don't even remember <laughs> hearing about that. If you want, he'll list all the different trophies they have. Yeah, I can. I can list all four if you'd like. That's like Trump's dementia test. You can list four trophies? <laughs> wait, wait, wow. wait, wait, wait. Congratulations. Wait, wait. Man, woman. No, it wasn't man, woman. It was like man, bike, cow, Farmer no, or something no, stupid like that. No, I don't even no, know. What it was. was like person, man, woman, truck, camera, television. <laughs> yeah, I think I got it. I think that's that's Charles's password to his email. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have another local brewery. This brewery's pretty cool. They do some really unique stuff. They do a lot of sours and stuff, but they do some really good IPAs too. And it's Southern Grist Brewing Company. All right. And I think we, I think I've had one of their beers on here before because we've talked about their logo and how it has. Did you bring some of those to my house? I think I had some of those. Yeah, I did bring some to your house. So this is. This is a uh, says a departure from our heavily hazed lineup. This American IPA is brewed and dry hopped with large doses of Citra and Azaka hops. Doses. All right, let's go ahead and pour this. We need to add sound effects. All right, and like they said, it's not hazy at all. That's pretty hazy. Looks hazy to me. Yeah. Let me put some. Uh... Keith, like, no matter what you do, we're, we're not going to believe you. We, look, on a podcast, it all looks <laughs> yeah, hazy. Yeah, it does look hazy. There's just a big light behind it. Now it's just glowing. <laughs> You're drinking like plutonium now, but it's still hazy. So let's see. So he went for three sniffs. He did. And then he took a sip. Mm. Mm, yeah. That's oh, man, really I good. See. There's a lot he, There's a lot of citrus just, on the nose. He licked like the full mustache. Did he you did. See that? He did. <laughs> <laughs> 
So a lot of citrus on the nose follows through on the flavor. There's a little grapefruit flavor, which I really like. Uh, it's just a really solid beer. Southern Grist always does a great job. Make this kind of bo- like not one of our best review days, but it's really, really good. And I'm going to give it three and a half out of four trophies that Liverpool have won in the past wow. 13 months. So I like that because I think I feel like the half one is the Premier League trophy. Because it's with a big asterisk. (laughs) Believe what you will, Stephen. However, I live in the world where everybody had the same break and abided by the same rules, and Liverpool still won the league. Going away, not close. I'm going to have a shirt made that says Liverpool champions. We all had the same break. (laughs) (laughs) We still won the league by over 20 points. That's not bad. Yeah, Liverpool had a great season. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate y'all being kind. Um, my favorite part is is now because it's over, and the team gets dismantled, and all the great players are going to get sold off. And that's not how Liverpool years. works. We'll see. I d- we're letting go of Dejan Lovren. Matter of fact, let's just jump into our next segment. What, wait, 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 wait. Are you just going to skip me? I don't get to review a beer. Y'all been in. Doing the same beer. That is true. Doesn't but... mean that we don't get to do two. The last two weeks, y'all have done the same beer. Well, this is little. We have bigger beers. <laughs> these are these are little beers. They add up cost wise to a lot more. <laughs> I feel bad for Charles. Like last time I bought the beer, this time Charles bought the beer, and he spent a lot more money. Don't go to HEB. Okay. So we have another beer, Keith. You can keep talking okay. about your Liverpool bullshit if you want. No, no, no. We'll talk about that in the uh, next segment. So this is a. <clears throat> from Fourth Tap Brewing Co-op. Notice that the boxer. co-op here, and we didn't plan this. I'm glad I just noticed this. Yep. Has the appropriate hyphen. So this is a true co-op, which, and we've been to Fourth Trap, Fourth Tap, and yes. it is like a co-op. It's it like is. a, it's a little communist yep. community, like that yep. makes beer and wrestles. Yeah, it has wrestling yeah. ring. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. That wrestling ring is awesome. They have ping pong table. They have all the good, good shit. Um, communism, wrestling rings, and oh, there's a big hair. Charles, what the fuck? Sorry, it was probably your dog. Whatever. All right, so this is a uh, a Kung Fu Robot Double Dragon Double Dry Hopped IPA. What a from, name. From Fourth Tap, which we talked about Fourth Tap. Do we need to do the Fourth Tap spiel again about what Fourth Tap means? No, I don't think so. It's just awesome. Yeah, go back and listen to our previous podcast if you want to know. I, it I, does I make... do think it's really cool that the majority of breweries in Austin are kind of within like a two mile radius and fourth yeah. tap is in that two mile radius of like Austin beer works. Yeah. Oscar blues. What else is there? Adelbert's. Adelbert's. And, and what's really cool is it's so close to the stadium. Oh, your new soccer stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. They, they're going to plan marches from the breweries to the stadium every game day. Is there going to be a different March from each brewery? Because that uh, would I be don't cool know. to sure have. Pro- Maybe. Could Maybe you imagine different supporter gr- supporters yeah. groups at each brewery? Yeah. Like that would be pretty cool. I'm that part of. Be- I'm part of the fourth tap supporters group. That is cool. I think Austin only has one supporter group right now. So yeah, you guys are confusing me. It smells amazing. It smells amazing. It's effervescent. It smells like, like I didn't even put it to my nose. It I smells smell. like a good IPA. Yeah. Looks like it might be a hazy. I went. I went for two sniffs. It. It is hazy. Like it's not clear. But double dry hopped, which is what hazy beers are trying to copy, which just making dry hop beer makes it hate. After having a bad beer, this makes this beer so much better. Yeah, this is really good. This is a nice, 
This is a, this is a damn good IPA. Citrusy, tangy, effervescent, um, drinkable. And Double Dragon, too. Remember the game Double Dragon? Yes. Man, my childhood. Yep. That's such a good fit. I'm going to talk about that later. Like, I could squash this thing just like so I could just chug this whole thing down right now. It's just so delicious. When, when did HEB start carrying such unique beers? Well, when they charged three forty nine, yeah. I, I have <laughs> I've seen this at the Speedy Mart. I think, and I, in I, fact, I at the Speedy Mart, they now last time I was in there, they had like at least four beers from Fourth Tap, yep. which means that to me that they're actually doing their Fourth Tap thing, which is what like they, they kind of we were excited about when they first opened up and stuff like that. So um, yeah, most of their beers are like sours and funky. This is just like a good IPA. I like yeah. this. This is really good. Yeah, I'm gonna give this five out of four taps. Wow. Wow. I, I really do think I like hazy IPAs a lot. Maybe because it's something new, but man, just that tangy, but like thirst quenching at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Kind of orange juicy, you know? Yeah. Damn it. Now I got to come up with this this time. <laughs> but no, I want to like, I want to tie it into Double Dragon. Oh, triple out of a Double Dragon. Um, I'm going to call it. Yeah, I don't know any characters. Fuck, God damn it. What are the characters? I don't remember their names. Like, um... This is so hard. I, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change the rating a little bit. I would put Double Dragon up there with with the my first advanced video game that I think I played, where I was like, man, these graphics are awesome. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the first IPA I've had that I would say meets my super high IPA standards yeah. in in the last couple months. Just like Double Dragon makes me happy. I could still play Double Dragon to this day. I could drink this IPA. Any day while I'm playing Double Dragon. So his rating, I like it. Good so job, Fortap. His rating is first. <laughs> He's like that guy on the on the on the chat that always puts first. Yeah, in the comments. I do like to do that sometimes. It's kind of fun. <laughs> so I'm at this. This is point, the worst I'm, podcast ever. <laughs> it could be, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and call an audible here, Ooh. and let's go ahead and move to our newest segment, which is going to be sports. Oh lordy. I don't, I'm not prepared to talk about sports, Keith. Well, baseball just started back yesterday. Yeah, I can talk about that. Yeah. And Stephen, your your new team played. What's going on here? <laughs> How about that? So, my com- Keith, you must have said something that triggered my AI spyware on my computer because it just started recording <laughs> you and trying to order shit off Amazon. Okay, Major League Baseball apparently has <laughs> is listening to us and wants wants to know what what y'all think. So did you did anybody sit and watch any of the games yesterday? No, I, I hate baseball now. Your Strohs, my socks. Not, not my Strohs. I quit the Strohs. Oh yeah, they're a bunch of fucking cheaters. Yeah, I'm sick of them. But I think minor league might be playing now. I'm, I'm starting to get maybe the impression that maybe yeah. But are you going to get no? Into minor, minor league, league is oh, minor league is not playing. Oh okay. Well then I'm done. But okay, so I'm kind of I'm with Charles. Like I'm I I'm on the fence here about like I miss sports. I go through phases in my life where I don't give a shit about sports and at the end of the day, even when I'm in my most like I love sports, I could walk away tomorrow and be like I really don't give a shit about give a shit about sports. But I would love to watch some sports right now, like on TV. So maybe baseball is what it is, but MLS just started back up. And so maybe we just need to get into MLS. Well, MLS is, they're kind of back up. Several teams had to drop out of that tournament due to positive COVID results. Yeah, but that's just how a tournament works, Keith. Some teams get like (laughs) just booted out of the tournament. Either you lose or you got COVID. That's that's the new, that's the new world we live in. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I think Dallas had to drop out. But I didn't watch baseball, and I don't know if I'm going to watch baseball. But I, I will say that when I saw opening day, like the hair did raise up on my arm, mm-hmm. and I got a little excited, a little nostalgia, thinking about like October. You know, it's one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah, you know when the late we, baseball season. Maybe playoffs. maybe we just need to pick a team that we both decide yeah. they're the hey, least, they're the farthest from cheating out of I any pick team. Your team and you pick my team. No, what if we both like the same team? Oh, we could do that. Just and we could like watch try. the games together and like actually because we do Milwaukee. tend to all pick teams that are in opposition with each other. Well, which is I fun, have a t- but I have a time, team. I have a team that has never cheated, never been accused of steroid use, never the, been accused of stealing baseball. signals. Okay, about the Braves. The Braves. I hate the Braves, Keith. Wait, hold on. Braves. This is, it's not a bad idea. We might all have TBS. I thought we hate racists. <laughs> oh, what is it, John Rocker? What about what about are they, were there never any racists? We got rid like, of openly, John Rocker. Nah, as soon as know. he made those, as soon as he made those statements, he was out. Yeah, but Ted Turner's awesome, and I think he owned the Braves. Or I'm not gonna fucking like the Braves. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I can't do it. Okay, but we get TBS, <laughs> and we could all watch them because, like, also <laughs> I'm also not gonna get TBS. <laughs> oh, I thought you might already have it. Surely they're they're not on TBS anymore. Oh. Okay. How about the Montreal Expos? They don't Not exist anymore. Could we get also our... like what, how's that going to work? They don't. But have maybe we should just become Montreal Expo fans, even if for they a don't team exist that doesn't anymore. exist. I'm yeah. totally down with that. I'm totally down with that. Or the Blue Jays. And we're just like, I mean, I watch this game that's on, but I'm really waiting for the Expos game. Either, did, you, either. did you hear that Toronto, they cannot yeah. play baseball games in Toronto because Canada's like, nope. So Americans they're actually playing here. all of their home games at a minor league stadium in Buffalo the rest That's of cool. the year. What about Montreal? Same thing? They don't have a team. Game. They don't exist. That, that, that was the joke I was making. They haven't existed for like five years. They, they're now the Washington <laughs> Nationals. Oh. How long ago did the Nationals become I was thinking that's such a, such a cool team that I haven't heard a lot about lately. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> right, well, let's do Toronto then. The Blue Jays. Yeah, but... Do I want to be a Blue Jays fan? Yeah, you do. There's got to be a worse team. Like, I feel what? like we should just pick the absolute worst team. What about, like, the Brewers? Uh, well, I, I They're have, pretty good. But I have mixed feelings about the Brewers because, I don't know. It's kind of his region. I used to like them, and I feel like they've let me down before. Well, All that right. sounds like uh, the team actually, you want to pick for. The reason I don't like the, Brewer, uh, the Brewers anymore is because they used to have in their old stadium, County Stadium in Milwaukee, where I went to growing up all the time, they had, whenever you hit a home run in County Stadium, they had, I think his name was Bernie Brewer, went down the slide into a big stein of beer, and all these <laughs> balloons would come out of it, and it was awesome. <laughs> and the new stadium, Miller Park, doesn't have Bernie Brewer anymore. So I don't know if I can get behind the Brewers just for that reason. Okay, what about Arizona or Miami? Like those are both like they're not good sports towns. They're bad teams. Like they're so bad you don't even you can't even think about it. We're gonna think of this. I don't know. Maybe it should be the Brewers. Tampa Bay. The Brewers do have pretty cool uniforms now. I, I like the Brewers. And so. their old school uniforms are cool too. Yeah. And they the never really had a racist. Awesome. They never had a racist mascot. What about the Twins? And they had Robin Yount. You don't even know who Robin Yount is, do you? Seattle. Oh no, I know who. Seattle's Robin been Yount terrible is. for a while. Yeah, maybe we should get back into baseball. Okay. I, I, maybe, maybe I want the Canadian it. team. I want I want the Blue Jays. It'd be my I mean, way. Of... Charles, 
Canada is not going to let you in. When when the time comes for you to flee the country, they're still not going to let you in. You can show up with a Blue Jays jersey if you want. (laughs) It's not going to matter. They don't have a home. Like, they need more fans than ever, you know? They're playing in Buffalo. Yeah. We can call them the Blue there's all the Buffalo they have plenty Jays. of people to watch them. All those cops in Buffalo that went on strike because those two cops got put on like fired or whatever. Yeah, like they, they can they're going to sit around and go to those AAA game that stadium That's and watch. The rest. They're all Blue Jays fans now. They have lots of time. They're all security guards now. <laughs> this is such a shitty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is what so, happens but, when Keith calls an audible and just like has like three <laughs> dudes talk about sports. That let's be honest. We really don't care about sports that much. Like Keith, well, I know you love your you love Liverpool, and yes. we like to get to sports, but we're not like your typical sports fans. I I just wanted to change things up a little bit. There there is sports talk to talk about. NBA true. is Liverpool. coming back. MLS hey, you know what's been really back? good is disc golf on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I've some watched good some disc, disc golf, golf on content YouTube. on YouTube right now. In fact, disc golf was on was recorded by CBS a couple weeks ago for one of their tournaments. That tells you really? how far sports has fallen in, I'm, I'm still <laughs> in the United States. Out. Well, it was like CBS something like CBS, CBS All maybe? Access or something, I something like access. that. Yeah, yeah. They're also um, doing the women's soccer. Maybe I need to go on there and check out their sports. I don't know. Well, I really want I, to I talk into, about I into baseball. I do need to pick a new team because I, I was kind of busting Charles' balls by liking the Yankees. But really what I like about the Yankees is going to New York City and we can't travel anymore. And I can always go to New York City. Oh, the Mets. But I still hate Yankee fans. The Mets. I fucking hate the Mets. Do the Mets Why? still even exist? Yeah. I don't know. I'm Mets, thinking of, you might have convinced me to go back to the Brewers. I don't know. I might the, be on that the Mets way. are in the Braves division and I've just always hated the Mets. See, if you want the team, you shouldn't have the team. It should be a team that's so despicable, so awful that you you, you can't be a fan. Keith, isn't isn't the Tomahawk Chop a little bit cultural appropriation? How do you feel like being a Braves fan about that? That's the only thing that, and I have written John And John Rocker. John Rocker's a piece of shit, and the Braves own the fact that he was a piece of shit. After the fact. Yeah. Now while he's pitching. Yep. Well, we Not didn't know he was a piece of shit until he did that Sports Illustrated article. No, you could tell John Rocker was a piece of shit yeah. every time John Rocker was on TV. Every he was, time he he was a piece mouth. of shit. You could tell. You watched him. That was part of his like little cult of personality. Well, he can fuck right off. But the Braves have never, yeah. ever once been accused of cheating. You know who I liked a lot? Chipper Jones. I do love Chipper. Uh, I hated all those bastards. He wore his leggings high. As an Indians yeah. fan in the 90s, I hate the Braves. And I will never like the Braves, so y'all can fuck up. Fuck right. Whatever your phrase was. Fuck right off. Fuck right Man, off. Fuck right off. <laughs> fuck right off, mate. Whatever you're going to say. <laughs> Craig, your Liverpool little That's a lingo. Googly. Yeah, it's a wicked goose. Just, just remind me, 1995, when the Braves won their lone World Series, the only one they won. Yeah. Out of yeah. the, like... Feels like a dozen they've been to. We did beat the Indians. Yes, Keith, I understand this. Who's Thanks. the guy? Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones yeah. also played for the Braves. I remember. I remember. I think he was like seventeen or eighteen when he hit that home, like that grand slam or like a big home run in the World Series. Yeah. I remember I was like twenty-one at the time or something like that. Let's say, and I was like, "What have I done with my life? This guy's hitting a home run in the World Series. I haven't done shit." It was just like a huge wake-up call, and that's when I decided not to do anything else. And this is this is <laughs> that that brought Charles to today. That's right. the moment he is in his life. <laughs> Thanks, the man. So, I am. Thanks, yeah, Andrew Jones. Well, they also announced today that the EPL will be resuming on September 13th. Really? So we only have to wait six weeks 
for Those the new guys, season man. to start. They're running around. Dude, that's pretty awesome. I think yeah. they're going to keep the extra like water breaks and substitutions and things like that. I think this yeah, is that's just what a conspiracy to keep Jose down because Jose is not going to get a full off season with his with his team. That's what he needs. Yeah. He needs to whip him into shape. Have a Jose squad. Now we only have six weeks. God no, God. I think I think this plays to your benefit because Jose has an okay year, a great year, and then the year that everything falls to shit. And mm. I think because it's only a six-week break, he may have an okay year, <laughs> we could two an great extra years. Good, great year in there? A, a, an extra great year, Jose, and then Jose, shit will fall apart. Jose usually has like three good years, and then stuff falls apart. No, There's no, a no. Good it's three year years. three shit falls apart for him. Every no, time. It's always year three. Well, Let's let's talk about your striker. Yeah, what's up with him? Which one? Well, Harry no Kane one knows or how to son? pass the ball to him. What do you mean? Like, no, he cannot put it in the back of the net to save his life. What's he? What's wrong with him? Who are you talking? Like are you talking about Kane? Yeah, yeah, Kane. He scored like two goals the other last Did game. He? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. missed it because he's not. He's been on a huge dry spell. I tell you what, son. In the North and think... Dart, I think he's a little bit upset still because like. <laughs> First of all, I think this is the seventh season in a row that Spurs will finish above Arsenal. Well, and we just won the North London Derby. Well, we could Derby. do like a total count and see how that goes. Oh, if you want, it yeah. doesn't matter, yeah. Well, I would just like to point out one final time in this podcast. That son's a flopper. If this is that, the worst podcast ever. That Liverpool are champions of England. Of England. That big that's, island. That's why he wants a new sports segment. In Europe. In the world. In the universe. In the world? Was it really the world? World. We are Club World Cup champions, so yes, they, we are champions play, of the world. Did they play the Seattle Sounders in that tournament? I don't think uh, we. Hey, matter of fact, Charles, you asked this. We did, did finish that. The final of that tournament was against a South American team. It was against a Brazil team, Flamenco. Flamenco dancers? I think those are Flamingo dancers. <laughs> no, they're definitely Flamenco dancers, <laughs> which I think is the name of the team. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's not. What did you say? Flamenco? Because there's the name either of flamingos the team is Flamenco. With a G? No, with like the bird? C. That's Flamenco. Yeah. Congratulations. If you've made it this far into the podcast, you have just won a $500 yeah. prize. We also recommend that you go Charles. back. We also recommend that you go and listen to episodes maybe three, four, or five, because those were probably pretty good because we were trying really hard, and we kind of figured out some shit. After that, it just got boring. Before that, you couldn't hear anything. So three, four, five, that's our sweet spot. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and move into our next segment of the week, which is, of course, our favorite, which is music. And who wants to go first with music this week? Keith, why don't you go first? Yeah. All right. Well... I had a hard time this week because I decided to finally talk about an artist that I said I was going to talk about for a while, and I didn't know where to go with discussing this artist. So my artist of the week is Connor Oberst. Who's that? Can you spell that? Uh, C-O-N-O-R. <laughs> I know that part. It's the back part that's the hard part. Never mind. Oh, O-B-E. I don't really need you to spell it. It's just hard to spell. So O-B-E-R-S-T. Connor Oberst. And Connor Oberst, of course, is the lead singer of Bright Eyes. He has some solo stuff. And I think we touched base on this when we were talking about Phoebe Bridgers, um, the Better Oblivion Community Center. Yep. Did we talk right, about that? Right. 
Great uh-huh. collaboration. So let, let's start with just some Connor Ober stuff, like his solo stuff. One of the things that I really like about him is he did an album back in 2016 called Ruminations. And the album's great. It's very lo-fi, very, it's just acoustic or piano. It's just very straightforward. But he came out and said, that's Ooh. the that's not the album I really wanted to make. And so he remade the album, added some extra songs, but kept the original song songs on it and it's a little bit more produced it's a full band playing with them and i love both of those albums like i i can't pick between which one i like more um but there's two songs that i absolutely love off of both albums which is till saint dymphna kicks us out which is about a bar in new york and i cannot wait to go to new york and actually visit this bar and a song called a little uncanny which is the bar saint dymphna so and a little uncanny is really interesting because it brings up you know some historical figures and talks about just just some interesting stuff about it. And then when you go into Bright Eyes, Bright Eyes has a new album coming out on August 21st. And I almost held out talking about Connor Oberst until then, but they've released a couple of songs off of that album that are absolutely incredible. Um, one is Mariana Trench mm-hmm. and uh, Persona Non Grata, also really, really good. But I think one of my favorite Bright Eyes songs from the past is If the Breakman turns my way like i love that song it's awesome and then the better oblivion community center like charles have you watched their tiny desk concert i don't know if i've seen that one i saw him play for uh k k k x e p k e x yeah the seattle one yeah it was really good so i i watched that earlier i mean obviously dylan thomas i think we talked about that song oh yeah love that song but exception to the rule is awesome in my city is another great song off of that album. So yeah, Connor Oberst, absolutely incredible. To me, he's lyrically a genius. He paints these pictures and he's just awesome. So you know what? I have seen that tiny disc concert. I I reached into the archives and I remember that I had seen that. It is good. Um, I wouldn't mention you just watch it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It must've been tiny. Yeah. Um, But I want to, suggests bowl of oranges i think it's called and this is when i think i really understood that how much i like oberst because the martian folk guy mm-hmm. at barrow he he did just an acoustic set where he mm-hmm. played that song and i was like man i love that song so i went up and asked him you know who, who sung it and he said oberst and i was like okay that, that's that's good music right there if you can play it with just a guitar mm-hmm. and and it can move you that's pretty awesome so yeah so is it bowl of oranges I think that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Connor Rivers is awesome. I think he's great. I'm not like some of those super group, like amalgamations of a bunch of people. I just think he collaborates a lot. Just kind of like, I I like, I like that they do that. I'm usually not as big a fan of those collaborations as they're, each person's in individual stuff, but I think it's cool they do it. And he's really good. And I like that he's out there doing a bunch of stuff. And Bright Eyes is awesome. I love Bright Eyes. Yeah. Awesome. So, Stephen, why don't you go ahead and do your music selection next? So I've been, like, I think it goes back to when you were in town, Keith, where we talked one day about, like, getting a, going down to Austin and going record shopping. And all the record stores in Austin are still closed, except for, which is good. I'm not complaining. But it's like ever since then, I've been just itching to go buy some records. And usually when I do that, I'm pretty picky about my records. Sorry, I was motioning to Charles to get me a beer. If you can hear my lovely swinging door that squeaks, I'm sorry. Keith is going to edit that out for you. But when I go buy records, I try to only buy 
actual albums that are what I would call like perfect albums where I like, I like every single song and it just like, it keeps me from just like spending shitloads of money and having way too many albums that I like don't I listen do. to the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think, you know, I think it's, it's fun for me because it also makes it to where like, I have to think about it and I plan ahead. And I like doing shit like that. Cause I'm weird. So I've been kind of digging in lately to like, trying to find like just unique albums that I really, 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 really like. And so one of them that I, that I came back to that I used to love, and I don't know if we've ever really talked about this band that much, but it's the airborne toxic event. Oh, I love them. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I necessarily love the band. So like, I, I mean, I can listen to some of their like later music, but their first album, which is just the self-titled, the airborne toxic event, it's got like a picture of like a tree ranch on it. I would put up there as pretty damn close to like a song to song, like perfect, great album. And um, so when I listen to it, it definitely, I would put it in like the kind of like post-punk genre in that like, it, depending on who you want to compare it to, if I want to compare it to a more modern band that's kind of like along the same timeline as them, like it sounds a little bit like the Hold Steady or even like maybe like a Frank Turner where like you it has like a like a punk influence kind of like lyric bit sound, but the music is more advanced than that, right? When I listen to it, I'm reminded of, like it's, it feels very timeless to me. So when I listen to it, like I'm reminded of like the Psychedelic Furs and like the Boomtown Rats and like some of like the old music I listened to like in the late 80s and early 90s when I was growing up. So I don't know, it's just really good. Their later music, eh, kind of good, but I don't really care. I, li- I like just finding perfect albums and that album to me, song to song, every single one all the way through, is really good so everybody's check it out that's my recommendation toxic event yep awesome so charles what you got this week uh, you said what what am i listening to so yeah what uh, you what you listen to this week uh well i'm gonna mention a band that i think all of us probably love a lot and it's the national good job so, charles uh, yeah this is one of those regrets i have i've never seen them live i did watch a uh, episode of austin city limits and sometimes bands just perform really well there and they absolutely did and i was just kind of taken aback by these like just these frantic drum beats but then like these slow melodies on top of them and and then a soprano voice that's not honestly it's not the strongest mm-hmm. voice in the world um and i mean i've listened to the way he writes songs and he kind of just mumbles stuff until he gets like a tune he likes and then adds words to them so like it's not uh it's not a songwriter or it's not a lyric-based band, but uh, I really love them a lot. And if I would recommend an album, it would be High Violet. I know a lot of people like Boxer and would probably say that's their favorite, but High Violet for me, there's not a single song on that album I don't like. I love it. Um, and, you know, since we're talking about The National, I guess I should bring up that uh, uh, T-Swizzle uh, just released a surprise mm-hmm. album. I, I don't know anything about this, but I heard that that happened. <laughs> um, and the, the National are, are producers of the album. Uh, really? Even, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, even What's-His-Name uh, shows up on uh, a song along with Bon I. Bonnie Iver. Bonnie Iver. But exactly. they he, they call themselves Bon Iver. Okay, all right. But so, he, they might do it ironically. I don't know. Um, but I've heard them say that. But I, I can't remember what T-Swizzle's new uh, album's called. The name of her album? Yeah. You can it's look okay. at them on Spotify, yeah, but you probably won't find it because she's not on there. No, it is. It's on there. She she oh, she, she gave in? Um, but that's okay because I don't know anything about her anyway, so... 
course, I wouldn't know the name of her album. Um, but I believe the I new album is called Folklore. Yeah, that's right. Well, Folklore. Google. So maybe check it out. Uh, if you know, turn off your uh, friend notifications on Spotify so nobody knows you're listening, and check that There's out. There's nothing wrong with Taylor Swift, Charles. Is that who really you really wanted to? Did you like talk about the national so you could just talk about Taylor Swift? No. I'm no. I'm really wondering if that's what he was doing. I'm kind of wondering it too. Hmm. <laughs> it's all quiet over there. Taylor Swift fans are the worst. Dude, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with Taylor Swift. No, I, I agree. I heard a actually I don't listen to her, but last night last do. night I was listening to a playlist on Spotify of it was like the best covers ever or something like that, which they definitely weren't the best covers ever. I, I could talk about this for a long time, but one of them was Imagine Dragons doing a Taylor Swift cover, mm-hmm. and it was the one where she was like the crazy girlfriend. I can't remember the name of the yeah, song, but man, it was so good. Like she writes good songs. I don't know how she you, does like, write good songs. Everybody. Like, who doesn't like Taylor Swift? She works hard. Too. She's good. She is. Anyway, long story short, though, because I could talk about The National. Trouble Will yeah. Find Me is my favorite album from them. I love them. Okay. I think you did That's it. That's the most recent one, or very recent one. No, it's... Is that the one it's, with the half face? Yeah, but it, they've had a couple since then. But I think you actually captured it right with maybe why I have a hard time calling them one of my favorite bands, which it is very, like, mumbly and like it's sound based, but not lyric based. And like the yeah, it, you described it pretty well with the way that you described so, the way like, the guy sings. It's 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 for me. It's well understood that like the production and the songwriting mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and the lead singer it could have been Bugs Bunny. Right, and it was still yeah, really doesn't really matter because uh, and and I'm not disparaging the lead singer because. Beringer, Beringer. Um, because I do like his soprano mm-hmm. voice and the way he adds a certain. For me, it's just hard to feel. listen to. Like, if if I want to sit down and listen to a whole national album, it gets a little old after a while. But every single time a national song comes on a playlist I'm listening to or a radio station, I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Like, I, you know, you just can't take him like one after another and stuff yeah, like that. that. That might be true. I mean, whereas that album Taylor Swift, I can listen, Swift, to, I can listen yeah. to a whole Taylor Swift album. That's, that's true. I mean. I, I but you know what Charles you mentioned the boxer I think that's my favorite national album and I think my favorite song is the system dreams in total darkness I love that song I'll check it out I don't remember I've listened to the whole boxer but I, I don't know which song you're talking about specifically so I'll, I don't I'll know if it it's on the boxer why don't you sing it first Keith I, or, did, or did you just google that and find no out no 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 I, I googled about. something else I'm getting but, ready for our entertainment section. But, but, More but, Taylor Swift stuff. But, but it is kind of cool that the national two people like helped produce her latest album. And uh, yeah, and the last album I thought was really good too. And there were some collaborations on there as well. Uh, the one with the house, the silhouette of the house. Um, they're just—I w- I would love to see them live. Yeah, me like too. their drummer to me is amazing. He works so hard for a slow song. You know what I mean? Like he's just going to town over there, and this song is just like a little slow building song. It's so weird. I love it. You know, one of the things while we're on music, and you brought up the drummer, I know you guys give me a lot of shit for liking the Foo Fighters. Yes, as we should. But I will tell you i've been sitting behind my drum set for a couple months and just sitting you should be playing them yeah that's that's like wasted practice time (laughs) i'm not a bad drummer 
I'm not a great drummer, but I'm not a bad drummer. I know I'm okay. I will tell you the one thing I cannot play is a fucking Foo Fighter song. Taylor Hawkins is fucking amazing. It is almost impossible to play a Foo Fighter song as an average drummer. Well, you know, didn't Dave Grohl probably write the drum parts? Uh, he wrote the drum parts for the first two albums, and Taylor Hawkins has written everything since. Okay, because I always heard he's like domineering and like control freak. Well, he is. But Taylor Hawkins does, he is allowed to write his own drum pieces. Okay. So, so, I mean, I, I don't know, like Foo Fighters are like, so what you're saying is they're like the, they're like Nickelback with a good drummer. No, <laughs> that's, that's what I think of them as. Maybe two good drummers. Cause Dave Grohl's probably a good drummer too, but he doesn't do it. He just sings. I'm just, I, I want you guys to like, this is what I was thinking. That's my new thing. Foo Fighters are Nickelback with a, with two good drummers. There you go. But you you know what? I want you guys to think about it like this. You guys sit on the other side of, you listen to the music. You're not playing it. You're just listening. We just just don't understand. Yeah, we're filthy casuals. All right. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you can make fun of anybody in their music because you don't like it but there is something to be said about why are they so popular like they are an incredible musician or a group of musicians and i think they they deserve to be respected so therefore every band that's popular is a good band well that's that's what what i'm saying no but you're saying you're saying they're popular so they deserve to be respected I, I honestly, I'm the first person to admit that I have no musical talent whatsoever. So I don't care who it is. Harry Styles, Michael Bublé. Like, I, actually, those people are pretty talented. Like, everyone's more talented than me. That doesn't mean that I have to like their music. And, like, the Foo Fighters, to me, they're just kind of cheesy and lame and, like, derivative of lots of other things. That's my opinion. I'm not trying to take their money or, like, tell people to not go to their shows. Like, if you like them, that's great. Everybody should like what they like. I like all kinds of bullshit that's probably bad in lots of people's eyes. Yeah, but I can still make fun of it, Keith. Don't take that away from me just because I don't play the drums. You know, I think the Foo Fighters' first album was very enjoyable and I liked it a lot. But I think they're kind of a victim of like their own success. Like they know how to create a song that people will like. Mm-hmm. And so they just fall into that dark space where they're formulaic and stuff. And here's I've what watched, I'm going to say. Watched, hold on. I've watched Lost Highway. Is that what it's called? Sonic Highway. Sonic Highway. And I, you know, I thought, you know, I'm a huge Nirvana fan. And Dave Grohl is a legitimate, like, mm-hmm. really good drummer. Like, Kurt yeah. Cobain will attribute Nirvana's success to him because of the, his unbelievable skills and his way he could keep time and hold time and things like that. But they just went south. I mean, that's just, yeah. you know. And I'm not saying they're not good. Like, Keith, they're, they're, they're good at making music. But when was the last time that you said to yourself, I'm going to put on a really good album. I'm going to go listen to the Foo Fighters. You might do that. I've never done that. And and that's I don't just th- my opinion. But I don't think it's fair to compare them to Nickelback because every they, single album does really- sound different. <laughs> There's a there every album does sound different. You Nickelback know, I like Snow Patrol. How much Nickelback have you listened to, Keith? Uh the first album, which has been every album. So we have we, we obviously have very different approaches to music. Because <laughs> I wouldn't like listen to a full Nickelback album if you paid me. Because it like, but again, and maybe that's superficial to me. But like, if I don't like the way a band sounds from listening to like two or three songs in, I'm like, yeah, I don't like that band. And maybe that's you know not the way to do it. But you know, y- you Keith, you have said that Foo Fighters 
is like the greatest rock band alive today. No, I said not the, the last. Said? I said they are the last great stadium band. I don't think stadium ever came into that. Yeah, I don't know because we uh, never watched I've them never in a stadium. Them live, yeah, have you been, seen them in a stadium? No, that's not just... that, that's not what you said. You said they are the last great rock and roll band. I'm pretty sure that's what you said, which is why that I pick on I pick on them with you because I think that's kind of a ridiculous statement. To which I, I'm actually going to walk back that statement and I'm going to argue that one of one of not the one, but one of the great last rock bands, Rock and Tours. Who? The Rock and the Tours. The Tours. Oh, I think it's the Jack Black Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're great. I love everything yeah. they do. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're from Nashville. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, they, hey, they if, are pretty awesome. If it diminishes the Foo Fighters in our conversations, I'm happy to go with it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think All right, guys. Let me go back, well, let's, let's go ahead and move on to our entertainment section of the week. And, you know, I'm really excited about entertainment this week, so I'm going to start us off on it. And I have found another television show that I have gotten hooked, and it's over, it's done with, I'm just catching it on Netflix, but it was an AMC series, Turn. Have you guys heard of Turn? I think I can see the symbol in my head for some reason. So Turn is based on a book. It is not 100% historically accurate, but pretty historically uh, accurate. I think I watched like the first couple episodes of this when it came oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like spies and, and shit back in the Revolutionary yeah, War. Yeah, it's about, it's about Washington spies, and specifically about the Culper Ring, which is a fascinating part of the American Revolution. I so, think QAnon, QAnon talks about that, and <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about that shit. So one of the, it, it's funny and kind of serendipitous that Charles, you brought up the National, because the National and the Civil Wars. Matt Berenger from the National. That's what that's and, the name I kept trying to remember. And Joy Williams from the Civil Wars wrote the opening song for Turn. So we were listening to it. And I'm like, that voice sounds so familiar. I looked it up. I'm like, yep, that's that's why it sounds familiar. Um, but the show's incredible. There, there's historical accuracies. There's also some historical inaccuracies. But it's really good. It's, I mean, it's just really good writing, really good acting. I really enjoy it. So if you get a chance to watch it, like, Stephen, you've been looking for a show. You said you watched the first couple episodes. It only gets better from there. So I would recommend Turn. It's on Netflix. It was an AMC series. 100% incredible. I'll have to give it a shot. I went to my mom's house the other day and she was watching it. So I'm always looking for inroads to make with like elderly Trump supporters. So this gives me something to talk about with them and Keith. That sounds like I'm making fun of you, but I'm not. No, it does look like a good show. But it, ironically, she was watching that the other day. But she is that is show. funny. All right, Charles, so what, what's your entertainment for the week? I might think of a show here in a second, but um, I've been doing a little bit of, uh, I guess it's called Gorilla Landscaping. So I did not okay. know this Just term. like, is this Gorilla Manscaping? That's no, weird. this is land. <laughs> I felt like I went low when I said that too. It's me <laughs> Manscaping. Um, but uh, I think, Keith, you've been to a disc golf course or two with me where you've seen these trees wrapped in yarn. Yeah. So I decided to try to do that on one of the Heritage Park trees and oh uh, yeah that one we were talking about yeah so what okay. i just had an epiphany but okay. i'll talk about it in a second um so it's very interesting i got up pretty early because disc golfers don't get up early so i could work on it while people 
plane and I'm working on it. It takes a lot more time than you think. And uh, a family walks up on me and like, oh, hey. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm just decorating the new disc golf course. And they're like, oh, is there a tournament next week? I'm like, no, I think that was last week. And they're like, okay, bye. You said, yeah, you know, for a family walk. It's coming up. <laughs> so... That I pulled that one off. And then a few minutes later, or an hour later or something, a lone disc golfer from Georgetown came through. And he's actually the one that said Gorilla Landscaping. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm like, not doing it with any permission or anything like that. And he says, yeah, we do all kinds of stuff like that at the Rivery. So it was cool. Like, he was down with what I was doing. You know, that was awesome. And then I'm working on it a little later and uh, your buddy, somebody that you don't agree with politically online that you used to work with, female teacher. Oh yeah. She came through there. She came yeah. through there and I did not know how to respond or do anything. So I'm like, oh, hey, and I just kept working. Just totally ignored her. <laughs> she ignored me. I think she was looking at me and probably wanted me to say something, but I did not say anything and I just kept working. <laughs> So I got to situ- I got to work through some different social situations with uh, gorilla landscaping. That was a lot of fun. I, it does not look as good as I wanted it to. Um, the bands are too wide, but I got a lot more branches to work on. So right now, people are probably like, "What the fuck?" Like one of the one of the colors of the yarn I chose is like flesh colored, so it looks like there's a big <laughs> flap of flesh hanging over the tree or something. So does it look but, like a giant penis? N- no, no, not exactly. It just looks weird. <laughs> so I've got a lot a lot more branches to work on. It's very time consuming, but uh, and for listeners, he's wrapping yarn around a tree. Yeah, like but like Maybe. dense, like changing colors as you go up, and it looks yeah. really cool. Like almost okay. like the tree's wearing like a like a sweater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think it holds up pretty well. I just feel so bad right now. Why? Because when we were on the tee, we played disc golf today. And I noticed it. And I said, dude, did you do that while we were on the tee box? And it was a good 200 feet away. And we then played that hole. And I never stopped to, like, look at it when I was up there close to it. I just totally forgot about it. I feel so bad. No, it's fine. I I don't need it. But Charles spent, like, three hours of his life wrapping (laughs) yarn around a tree. And I walked right by the tree when I got to it and didn't even notice. He noticed it. That was good enough. So So let let me ask you this. So, Charles. Charles, that course in Austin that we would go and play that had the yarn wrapped yeah, around it. What is that? They would do it at. Uh, was um, it Seabright? I think Seabright. They would do it. They do it at a lot of places. They do it a, in in Waco. They do it too. Like a lot of places where you have a tree that gets hit by a lot of discs, people will do it because it like right. covers up a lot of the the scars and probably. So I guess my question is, do you have a new appreciation for that? Oh, absolutely. After doing 100%. it yourself. I, I imagine that like people who did that, it was like a group of people that came out and did it all at once. And, you know, I tried to convince my kids, you know, try to make it seem rebellious. <laughs> hey, you want to go wrap yarn around a tree? <laughs> Come on, kids. This is what cool dads do. <laughs> I, 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 I sold a little different. I was like, no, I don't think the city wants us to do this. They didn't give us any permission. Go, let's do it. Let's be rebels. You know, we could, we could graffiti downtown or we can wrap a tree yarn trees matter yeah so um i don't know it's fun it's a lot of work but i think it's awesome i yeah. and I, I i just feel bad that i didn't actually stop and look at it but from a distance it did look cool the first thing charles said was that took a lot longer than i expected he's like he then told me that it took him like literally three hours of just wrapping to do one section so where did and you I, get your yarn i i went to like the local it's not goodwill but it's like the equivalent Oh, uh, the like place I told store. you about, the Scott and White Thrift Hospice? Store? You keep, okay, you could have told me about that, but I mean, I've, <laughs> I've known it. about that for a long time. <laughs> uh, no, I told you to go there because they had a ton of yarn. Oh, okay. Maybe we discussed that. Um, 
Yeah, I got a lot. That's of like telling there. someone, "Hey, there's this place called McDonald's. They got a lot of French fries." <laughs> but yeah, I and got. And then a- every time you go there, you'd be like, "I told you about that place." I got I got a lot of secondhand <laughs> yarn. You you'd be surprised, like the thickness of the yarn, how important that is. Like thin yarn sucks so bad. Um, also, <laughs> the podcast keeps getting better. Thin <laughs> yarn sucks, listeners. But also, like tangles, like. You're, you're unlooping it from the from the the ball or whatever, and like sometimes you'll get it like where it hooks in, and you cannot get it past the loop, and you have to like thread it through the loop and figure out the tangles and stuff. It's such a pain in the ass. Yeah, yarn, <laughs> Foo Fighters. Thank you for listening to the Yarn and Foo Fighters podcast. If you made it this far, <laughs> you're now eligible for an aneurysm. that's all my entertainment but but charles it is pretty awesome and i totally like i give Charles. i make fun of him all the time i make fun of everybody and i'm sorry because i'm a dick but i think it's awesome that charles went out and just like found something like that to do i've never done anything like that he's never done anything like that go out and do something you've never done before that's one of my favorite things to do ever i could i should i should I should follow Charles's lead and do more shit like that. Yeah, but I'm, awesome. I expect to be made fun of when it involves yarn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was expecting it. Yeah. So. All right, Stephen. So what have, what have you been doing for entertainment? God, now I'm going to talk about a pickling TV show. I have been pickling. <laughs> um, no, I got a movie. So uh, I, I have a movie that we watched. Lauren and I watched last night, and this has been on my list for a while. And I've kind of keep putting it off because I thought it was going to be stupid, but it was so much more satisfying than I thought it would be. And it's called Mid Nineties. So this is written and directed by Jonah Hill. You know Jonah okay. Hill, like the like, yeah. right. And it's such a weird movie. Charles Keith, I make fun of you for being young, but I don't know if you really like remember this. But do you remember the movie Kids? Oh yeah. Keith, remember Kids? Oh yeah. Okay, so I think it's it's probably missed you. Like you're a little young for it. But Kids is a movie that basically like followed around these kids like in the '90s, like early '90s, mm-hmm. that were you know there's something about that '90s kind of time frame that, and maybe it's just my perception, and maybe it's still around today, maybe it was always around, I don't know. But when I think back to when I was growing up in the, you know, like I was, I graduated from high school in 1995, so like you know I was in high school in the early '90s, grew up in the '80s. It felt it, like it feels to me like there was this weird like teenage angst. Oh, vibe that was going on then. I mean, that, it's like always going on, but we just capitalized on it. Yeah, so. maybe that's what it is because I can't yeah. imagine that there was. There definitely wasn't more shit going on that we were like angsty about that they're not now. Like, if anything, these kids would be fucking angsty. Right. World War II kids would be fucking angsty. Vietnam kids would be fucking angsty. But like for whatever reason, like the like the late '80s, early '90s, like this weird angsty period where it was like your everybody hated their parents and everybody just wanted to go out and like just like get fucked up and like. Okay. Chaos. Just, yeah, just like mischief. embrace chaos and mischief. And I don't know, it, I'm sure it's still around now, but the movie Kids back then was like a movie capturing that, right? This movie mid 90s was Jonas Hill's kind of version of that. And it follows like this little kid who's like, Lauren and I were trying to figure out how old he was. He was probably in like sixth grade. He starts hanging out in Los Angeles with like these kids older kids that work at like a skate shop which you remember like just like being a skater and like 
back back in the day like i don't it's just like I, mean, I was a skater it, it's it it it's such an interesting movie because they basically just follow this kid and these other kids and to me it captures definitely it doesn't capture the vibe of how like my like growing up in group of friends because this takes place in los angeles and like i didn't live in los angeles but it definitely like at that time where i grew up you had this vision of what it was like to grow up in los angeles or where it was like to grow up in like new york or like a cool place to live and but that angstiness that was there with these kids like just like doing drugs and drinking 40s and like the, there's like a you know partying with girls and like at people's parents houses when they're out of town and it's it's just a weird little movie that you won't be satisfied with you won't think that there's any redeeming characters and there are some redeeming characters, but they're all flawed. It's just, if you grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, I think you'll enjoy this movie. I definitely did. The soundtrack to it was amazing. Remembering how much I love the far side and like, I mean, just like, just such good music. And it's just cool, man. Like, especially if you were like anywhere, like loosely related to like the music scene or skater culture then, or I don't know. It's just, it's just good. Check it out. I think I actually started skateboarding in 1994, which you graduated in 95. Yeah. I was in eighth. I was in eighth grade. You're a little kid. Yeah. (laughs) Now you look like Santa Claus. And I look like (laughs) my twenties, bitch. That's true. I don't look like I'm in my (laughs) twenties. There's less gray in my beard. Hey, on the bright, bright side, 17 pounds down. That's good. Congratulations. Nice. Thanks. So, Diabetes will have that effect on you. Also, exercising. Did you know that I literally put out 2,000 calories and exercise every time I sit down behind the drum set? Wait, do you play too? Yeah. Like yes. what, yeah. Imagine told when you, you play Keith. the drums. Yeah. You're going to burn <laughs> way more if you just play them. <laughs> so, like today, I played for just a little over an hour, and I was well over 3,000 calories burned for the day. Awesome. So... That's a bit good. Also, I know we had had a brief conversation about this. I have a huge deep freezer coming next sun, or next weekend, which I'm going to put like five different kegs in, including a nitrogen line. Oh, that's nice. I was thinking you should play the drums in there. You burn less calories. Actually, you burn more because you'd be shivering. <laughs> so and that's, then no one that's has to a- listen to you play the drums because you're in the deep freezer. That's true. But this deep freezer is only, I think it's like, 10 cubic feet. So it's a little bit bigger than the one that you have in your area, Stephen. On this podcast, wrapping trees with yarn and measuring the cubic cubic feet in deep freezes. So, well, that's all I've got for the week. We don't really have an esoteric topic. Is there anything else you guys want to add into the podcast? You're not supposed to say that, Keith. That just sounds like we're giving up. Yeah, you can take that. Let's move this along. Let's go ahead and wrap up for the week and let's go ahead and start with our taglines. And Stephen, why don't you go ahead and start off with yours? Just remember, change your community, change the world. Fuck you. All right, Charles, what's yours? Clean your room three times and change your oil. <laughs> and I will end with let's keep drinking until St. Dymphna kicks us out. Yeah, boy. What does that mean? I, I thought he would say like brush your teeth. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Peace Cheers. Out. Adios.
Thank you for joining us for yet another edition of Bearded Bros Podcast. We want to thank you for listening. And as always, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, reach out and become a Patreon subscriber today where you'll be introduced to exclusive content as well as lost episodes. We want to thank you again for your support. And as always, cheers.